Welcome to the Circuit of Success Podcast. The Circuit of Success Podcast. With your host, Brett. Brett. Brett Gilliland. Brett Gilliland, visionary wealth advisor. Brett Gilliland. The Circuit of Success Podcast. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today I've got Robert Ham with me. Robert, what's up, my man? What's up? How are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm good. This is exciting. First in-person podcast is that right? I've done, yeah. Man, I like them a lot more, you know, you yeah. can kind of feel the energy. This is cool. feel if somebody's actually going to continue talking, are they not talking? You don't know, right. sometimes you don't know what's going on. Yeah. When it's Can you hear me? Uh, Am I muted? Exactly. <laughs> You're exactly. on mute. <laughs> sometimes I get an echo, it's just, it's fun. These, these are a lot better. So, yeah. well, man, you are uh, the founder of Hat Launch. Yep. And, uh, and here's what I wrote down. I think this is pretty cool. From your uh, one machine in your family room in 2018. Yep. To a few machines in your garage. Yep. To 8,400 square feet to soon to be 40,000 plus square feet. Correct. All since 2018, dude. Yep. Selling hats. It's been a rocket. <laughs> it's been it's, a rocket. Well, here's it's funny. So here's how we met uh, for those watching or listening is I get a call from a guy, Tyler. Tyler used to be an yep. intern for me back in, gosh, mid-2000s, I think. I can't remember the year. Maybe 2012, 2010, somewhere in there probably. Yep. He calls and says, hey, I just want to come by for some business advice. I'm like, great. Yeah, you, you want to give back to a guy you used to you know, used to work with you. And yep. next thing I know, I'm buying hats. I'm like, what in the hell just happened? And he didn't do that. I, you know, he, It wasn't like he came to me and just started yeah. selling stuff, but he's doing a good job. So Tyler Smith, yeah. you did awesome, connected us. And now I'm a proud owner of Hat Launch. And, uh, Heck yeah, man. Lots of hats. Appreciate We're going to keep it. getting them. So anyway, I'll be quiet. And I want to turn it over to you, man, and yeah. talk about what has helped make you the man you are today, because you just don't go from your garage to 40,000 oh, square gosh. feet overnight. Yeah, that's a question. Uh, so my family, I, I guess I grew up in the restaurant industry, so my family's owned restaurants since I was a kid. And my mom, actually, we moved to Highland uh, so that my mom could open a restaurant with my aunt and my grandma in Highland. And like when we're there, the whole family worked there together. Tyler actually worked there too. That's where Tyler met his wife too. Uh, it's a lot of marriages came out of that place too, which is super interesting. Um, but it's just always been hard work in the family. I think in, especially my mom and my dad are both really hard workers. My mom specifically, she works for me now. So that's, we can get into that part of the story too. But, uh, she is like the hardest worker you'll ever meet in your life. Like, just still is today. I think that's where I get my hard work and work ethic and ability to just work, you know, like that, that's to do what I've done in the short amount of time. It's, it's constant work and you have to be able to do that constant work. Otherwise it it doesn't happen. Um, so that's just like a brief little where I've, where I've come from and kind of my foundings, you know, like seeing my family break their backs, running restaurants for, not very much, you know, like that's a, a, that's a tough industry. And, uh, my uncle actually owns one right here. Uh, the O town. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he has that one. So uh, it's about eight robots total. There. Yeah. He's got the cat. <laughs> I was so excited when he, when he told me he was doing yeah. that. Uh, that's unique. Yeah. People always talk got about the that. robots. So, I mean, you were, you had a normal job, great. What yep. I would call a normal nine to five job. You mm-hmm. were doing that. And I think I saw a video. You said normal yep. nine to five, you were in debt. Seemed like you wanted more in life. Yep. And just yeah, I, this hat thing, man. And, yeah, and so for people listening, he he's the, I mean, you want to be the number one uh, custom hat yeah, headwear maker in the absolutely. world, right? Right. If and we're not already. If we're not already. <laughs> so think about that. The number right. one custom hat maker in the world. Yeah. We, we want to be that. And I the industry, like 
apparel in general is like multi-billion dollar industry. It's crazy. And hats alone, like if you look at the big, the big names and hats right now, like they're hundred million dollar businesses, you know, we're since 2018, we've done, I think 13 million in sales. So like we are just like peanuts. Yeah. Like, we're still scraping the surface when it comes to that. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's insane what you, where we could be and our processes and what we're doing now is so much better than what's out there in the competition that yeah. all it's going to take is time and more people knowing about us to become the best yeah. and the number one in the world. So it's super exciting. Um, just takes a lot of work and time and dedication. But yeah, I started, started out as a software engineer. So I went to Rankin, uh, graduated in 2010 and got my first job actually right over there, Northrop Grumman. It's like oh, the yeah. building. Yeah. Oh, right there. Yeah. Shaped yeah. like a, yeah. a B-2 bomber. Yeah. Uh, so like it was work, a, a contract working for the Air Force right there, actually. I didn't even think about that till now. That's pretty cool. Full circle. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, so I was a software engineer for about 10 years, uh, doing many different jobs between the government contract stuff, private sector. And before I quit my job to work for myself full time, I was at Express Scripts. So I don't know if you know much about oh, yeah. Express Scripts. Express Scripts is mail order pharmacy, uh, one of the biggest in the world. And they have multiple locations all across the United States where they are fulfilling prescriptions for people. Um, you might get your drugs from Express Scripts and not even really know it because they're, they're so massive. Uh, so I was on the team that handled all of the basically pharmacy automations and operations of getting that prescription from a pill to a bottle with a label on it into a box with a shipping label on it out the door wow. using robotics and uh, all sorts of really cool technology uh, to make that happen. I was there for three years, about three years and being there it, it, all of my jobs added up, gave me exposure and experience to so many different industries and seeing how powerful technology could be when applied to yeah. industries for anything. And that place specifically just really showed me how much money is out there, how many people are out there to sell things to, and how you can efficiently and effectively scale up an operation with, you know, utilizing labor and technology and, and robotics, right? Yeah. So such a cool combination of things to work on and see happen and to build software and release it in that environment and watch it and improve a process 10, 20, 30%. Is so cool. So right. that's where you see the needle move, right? There. Yeah. Then I, so I'm so grateful for my experience as a software engineer and the jobs that I had because I took everything that I've learned from all those jobs and applied it to what we're doing with custom hats. Yeah. Where any other hat, you know, embroidery shop, they're they're not using software. It's like we're more of a tech company than we are actually wow. a hat company because the entire operation is running on custom code that I've written. Okay. So from so when, when I, you, when I applied my logo, my future mm -hmm. in your past logo yep. to, to the website. Yep. That's all code that I've written at three or four in the morning since yeah. 2018. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, that's why we, that's also why we've been able to scale how we ha have, yeah. because without those processes and the automation and the code in place mm -hmm. to make sure everything's happening, how it needs to, like you just can't do it. Yep. We'd be using pen and paper and Excel spreadsheets and each, you can't scale with that. That's not scalable. No. And that's not to say that things haven't broken throughout the way. Like every single time we hit a new growth, new, new phase in growth, like doubling revenues, part of the process breaks or part of the process needs to be automated or any, anytime something breaks, I look at how can I automate it? Yeah. How can I make it easier? 
or how can I make it so it takes someone like one click instead of like 10 processes to get done. So constantly iterating and improving the processes that way has allowed it to scale and continue to scale as it has. So what was it like for you when you were working at these, you know, big corporations? Mm -hmm. Didn't you on the side kind of at night go home and start doing all this stuff? And then then at what point did you know, okay, I can leave a good government job, you know, paycheck, retirement, health insurance, you know. That took a long time to get the balls to do it. And so even before I was doing the hat thing in 2018, like I've always overextended myself to get things that I want. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's cars. That's my vice. Like I freaking love cars. (laughs) So like before I was doing any of the hat stuff, like at one point I had like three cars. I had like a BMW 135i and a Corvette Z06 and like a Jeep, like three cars on my salary. My wife was back in school with me at that time. So I was overextended, you know, house payment, got a kid, a wife. Uh, So, you know, if I wanted the car, I either got a job that paid more or I did side work. So like I would build things on the side for other companies. Like I would, there's a couple St. Louis places that I'd be like, Hey guys, I got some free time in the evenings. Send me some code that you need written, you know, to just so I can make some more money. So I was always used to working more outside of my day job because it's just, I I always felt like I needed more. I wanted more, you know, and if I want more, I need to make more to, to get what I want. And that's the way it's always been. Uh, but that the whole driving force behind starting hat launch when I did was I, my wife in 2017 actually rented me a Lamborghini to drive through the Colorado mountains and Lamborghini Gallardo is the car I've always wanted like forever. right? Right. And after driving it, I was like, okay, how do I afford this? And this is like how I always do everything. I look at the price of the thing and I, I'm always on top of my finances, like not in a good way. Like yeah. I know how much I have to spend, spend down to the very cent <laughs> and I spend it right. I'm not investing. I'm not right. saving money, but I'm at least smart in the sense that I'm not spending more than I'm making. Yep. So I'm like, okay, this car, you know, I can get a used one for hundred grand. How much, do, how much does a hundred grand cost on a six year loan? How much do I need to make per month to make yep. that happen? Factor on insurance. And I'm like, okay, this is what I need to bring home extra on the side. Yep outside my day job. So it's not affecting what our current we're currently doing in our current life. It won't affect one on vacations. You know, it has to be for my wife to bite off on it. It has to be completely paid for by something else. And that's when I was like, all right, this is, this is the tag. This is how much it's going to cost per month. What business am I going to come up with to make this happen? And I, uh, I'm a car guy, so I know car people. Like I, I know, I know I can make a product specifically at that at this point it was shirts so i knew i could make some designs that weren't like uh super trademark infringing and like i can't just like put like the, the chevy bow tie on a shirt and right. sell it so. like i have to like actually make a design myself so i actually have graphic design experience too like i really love art and graphic design mm-hmm. um so i came up with like some generic car designs put them on a website called teespring and on facebook there's groups of segmented people that like certain types of cars. So like there'll be a Chevy Corvette Facebook group with like 80,000 people in it. Okay. That's 80,000 fish in a barrel yeah. that love Corvettes that will love a cool shirt that yeah. have, has something Corvette related on it. Hmm. You post the link in there. And the cool thing about Teespring is they print and ship it for you. So I did that. And like in 30 days, I did like $2,500 in sales. Wow. So I was like, all right, well, there's the first car payment on that. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, I know that car people also love hats. So anytime you go to the track, there's people wearing like black flex fit hats with, you know, 
uh, either like a part of a car or a race team or something on the hat. So I was like, okay, I want to do that for hats and started looking and there's no website that did it. So there, there it was. It's like, okay, so not only can I build this to use myself, I can be the teespring for hats, yep. right? So I'm like, that's huge, right? So I stood up the website and put my hat designs on there and I sold like a hundred hats in the first night. And wow. I'm outsourcing all of the creation of the hats to my friend's mom in St. Louis, where I would send her an Excel. She'd go, she'd stitch them. I'd pick them up, bring them home, box them all individually and take them to the post office. So I did that for like three months. Right. And after paying her all of those times to do it, I'm like, man, this is really cutting into my margins. You know, I need my own machine. So then I got my own machine and then I'm like, not really, you know, I, I never run a, I run an boarding machine before. I don't know what I was doing. So like I had to learn it, but staying up till three or four in the morning every night, getting these hats done, not realizing how long it was actually going to take in all of that. Right. So that's that right there is like when, you know, it really started being a lot of work because I was staying up, getting the orders done. And I think I had posted that I got the machine and on Facebook and one person I was friends with had a business and they ordered a hundred hats for their business. And I was able to process a hundred hats for one person versus a hundred hats for a hundred people. Yep. And it was so much easier. Still took forever, but right. it was one person I had to worry about and for X amount of dollars, right? Covered the machine payment, yeah. covered almost a little bit of what it would cost for a Lamborghini. <laughs> Not quite. Um, but that right there is when I shifted the focus. Like I got to stop wasting my time on all these one offs and find just businesses like for my time best spent. Yeah. It's going to be in these businesses. And after finding a couple more and doing those on the single head, I'm like, well, you know, it's, I can only do one hat at a time. I need to get a six head machine, which does six hats at a time. And this thing's like $42,000. It's like the single head was 18,000 with the software that I needed to like make the designs and then another 42 grand for this machine. So yeah. it's like, all right, YOLO, let's do it. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is like by getting these loans and these machines, it puts the pressure on me to make sure I at least sell enough to pay for the machines. Yeah. So even if I didn't feel like working or feel like making the sales or making the, you know, making the money to get the car that I wanted, yeah. I had to at least cover the payments on the machines because otherwise it'd be coming out of my personal account, right. which is already down to zero because I overextend on everything, <laughs> right. right? So like, and that's how I operate best is external pressure. Right. Like that's what keeps me going and keeps me <clears throat> keeps me driving forward. But funny enough, that that six seven machine was delivered the same week my first kid was born. Mm. So I'm doing my day job nine to five. I'm coming home stitching hats till three or four in the morning. I'm getting a forty two thousand dollar machine delivered to my house while I just had a newborn baby born. <laughs> And it, I, in hindsight, I, I'm just an idiot. That was so much <laughs> stuff, but we made it work. Um, so and that, that was the early it, days, yeah. right? Yeah. So what what do you think it was about you that had the spine? I mean, a lot of people aren't going to go out and buy an $18,000 machine on a, right. hey, I hope I can sell some hats and right. or a $42,000 machine. I hope I can sell more hats. Like there's a lot in there, right? So how do you yeah. unpack that? I mean, for me, like I saw how many people were excited about hats and wanted hats. Mm -hmm. And I, I did see the gap, like at least online for being able to get, get them from a good source. So like I knew with all, uh, without a shadow of a doubt that 
I could find people to buy hats. Okay. It's just a matter of how much time I spent trying to find them, like yeah. doing the sales myself. And that's, that's really what like, I, I never really felt like the only thing it would be is like, if I just, if I stopped working, then I would, you know, like I said, I wouldn't bring in the sales to uh, pay for the machines. But that, you believe that was, in that process enough that you could go out and yeah, do the ads and do the things. Yeah. And like, I honestly, at this point where I'm at now, after doing this for five years, I'm pretty certain that if like, if I, th if I have a product that I believe in, I'm pretty sure I can do the same thing. Yeah. Like it, it's with most product. If you have a good product with a good offering, a good price, and especially a good customer experience, you're going to be able yeah. to sell it. Yeah. Just no matter, matter what it is. Yeah. Good right. Yeah. And that's, it. that's like, I, I, it, I believe myself a lot more now than back then, but, um, it is, I think it was just that belief that I know I can do it. And honestly, like by forcing myself into those loans, I had to do it. Yeah. So it wasn't a, like a, yeah, no, right. Yeah. It wasn't like a thing like, yeah, if it didn't work, who cares? Right. right. It's like I had to. So, by doing that, you you force yourself into yeah. doing it. What have you learned throughout this process of of stress and how you handle that? What do yeah. you do to come overcome that? Like help our listener. It never ends. No. I can tell you that. Like right now, I'm probably the more stressed than I was back then uh, with this whole building situation and getting that done. Like choosing conventional loan, conventional loan versus SBA, and like battling them out between yeah. the two and. Like if we go conventional, it's a twenty percent down payment. Or SBA, it's ten percent. Yeah. But now it's a hundred percent financing through SBA. But to do SBA, you've got to do a phase two uh, EPA environmental. And if that comes back dirty, then and it's, you know if the remediation on the building is more than the cost of the property, I can't buy that property anymore. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Right. And then I'm like, oh shit, where am I going to go? <laughs> like we have to get these businesses together under the same roof let alone just to operate better, but to continue to grow. So it's so stressful right now, but the stress is like, it's, it's always there. It's always going to be there. I mean, you're going to have stress. It, it puts stress on your marriage. It puts, puts stress on your friendships. It puts stress on you just in general. Um, it's just, I guess just managing it. And honestly, I don't even really know how I manage it. I just do it. Yeah. Like it, it is there's a passion for what you're doing though. I mean, there's gotta be a yeah. passion, right? I mean, creating, yeah. Creating. creating. Yeah. Creating the pride, like I, there's nothing more fulfilling and gratifying than seeing a problem, especially for me with like the software side of things, seeing a problem and creating a solution that solves the problem and then seeing customers using that yep. and getting, you know, having happy customers at the, as the outcome of it yeah. is so gratifying. And with doing what I'm doing in this business, like we do that. It's like every week there's a new problem that's solved and it keeps, you just keep going just keep and better. the wins. So the wins outweigh the stress and it's like some, it might outweigh it to where it's a wash <laughs> and you're just yep. neutral, but it keeps you going for sure. So I saw on your website, talked about uh, delegate, automate and innovate. Yep. So talk to me about those. Three those words. are my, those are the three words that mean a lot to me. So like when I think about uh, when I was at work, and I had, so I had the six head and the single head in my house. My wife would go out there in the garage and run orders. Mm. And she just did it on her own. I didn't ask her to do it. She just knew that I had a lot to do. And like, yeah. she's watching the baby, but if the baby took a nap, she'd go out there and do it. I'd come home and I'd, there'd be like four out of the 10 orders done that I needed to get done. And I was like, holy crap. If I could just have someone doing this while I was at yeah. work, all I'd have to focus on is like getting customers and writing code. Yeah. Like this would be great. 
And that's where the next phase of the growth of the business is I got to get this out of my house and find a part-time person to run these machines for me. Cause I can't have a person working at my house. It's just awkward, but that's delegate. So delegating tasks to free yourself up to do the things that you're good at. Yes. That your time's most valuable spent doing. Uh, And so I'm going to add to that. So I was 20, I think I was 24, getting ready to be 25. I hired my first assistant. Mm-hmm. And I remember after the end of the year of 2003, going home and saying, okay, to my wife, I'm going to hire an assistant. Yep. And it's basically basically going to be about 60%. I'm going to pay this person 60% of what I just made the year before. <laughs> right. Right. And so it's one of those <laughs> defining moments in my yeah. life, right? Where it's like, wait, you're going to spend 60% of what you just made to hire another person. Right. You're not really that busy anyway. Right. But to what you just said, it freed me up to do what I'm uniquely qualified to do, right? I always say, go out and play in traffic, go meet people, build a network, right? Do those things. And so I think for our listeners, if you're debating on hiring somebody, man, you just got to do it, right? right? You just got to do it. Again, I keep saying it, bet on yourself, make the hire because you're going to do the work. Right. And worst case, if it doesn't work out, get rid of them in a month and find someone else that does work out, right? Right. And like, it's funny, like today with the assistant discussion, I was literally talking about that this morning in the office. (laughs) I'm like, I I have to, like, before I came here, I'm going through my inbox where there's 4,800 unread emails and like organizing them. It's it's literally a waste of my time. And I'm just trying to get my inbox cleaned up, but it's like, I, I have to have someone at least, at least putting things on my calendar and going through my inbox because that's it's such a it's such a, a kill on time. It was three hours deep into that, and I barely had them cleaned right. up. Right. Yeah. Well, so, Robin's right down here behind us, about twelve feet away. I can tell you, she since two thousand and five, uh, she's been unbelievable. Right. The things yeah. that it frees me up to do, and right. she's the dream processor. Right. right. I'm hopefully will be the dream maker, and she processes the dreams. And yes. So that's what we kind of do with our clients. But you're right. From calendar management, email management. Those things uh, are two things that get off our plate. So that delegate is a big deal. So that was delegate, automate. Yep. Automate is the tech side. Well, automate and innovate. So automation, like when I look at every single part of my business, how can I use tech to reduce the amount of man hours it takes to do it, Mm -hmm. to make it easier for the man hours that are actually doing the work, get it done? And, or can you just completely make it so that no one even has to do it? It's just automated. And a lot of it is, especially when you're dealing with like customers, like like a DT uh, direct to consumer business, how can you let the customer solve their problems for themselves? So Amazon's really good at this. And like uh, I, I, I say, I want our custom hat business to be the Amazon of custom hats. Like I want it to be that hands off and that easy for anyone to go to our site, buy custom hats and get the product. If there's ever a problem, railroad the solution to the problem so the customer all I have to do is click a button, type, click, done. You know, yeah. there doesn't have to be any back and forth customer service. There doesn't have to be any uncomfortable conversations on our end or their end. Like we know what we're gonna do in the end of the day to solve that problem. How can you make it so the customer can just do that themselves, get there and be done? Right. So looking at every single part of the process in the business and applying automation in any form. And doing that, like at the the smallest granular level, makes the business more profitable, more scalable, and better than anyone else. How, how much think time are you doing? I'm, I'm a big believer in think time. You see these journals and the journal yep. back over here. I've been doing it since July of 2005. Like that's where my ideas come from. So, right. are you thinking a lot? If so, what's that process look uh, like for you? Too much. 
Okay. Right. Uh, so um, I, it's funny that you said that too, because I actually think about this morning too. This is hilarious. <laughs> like you're tapping into my brain right now, but like I don't, I don't take notes. Okay. I have no notes. It's all in my brain. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like I wish I could be a person that could write down on a piece of paper what I'm thinking or take notes like when I'm in, in a meeting, like talking or listening to someone speak, like me taking notes does not help me at all. Hmm. So I, I don't, I might, I don't really understand myself or like why I'm able to do it that way. But I do think constantly to the point that I could be in the car with my wife driving down the road and she's talking to me and I'm not listening right. because I'm thinking yeah. about processes and the problems that are currently going on. Yeah. Um, I think ADHD has something to do with that too, uh, with the way my brain works. But uh, that's uh, that's another whole other conversation. <laughs> whole other I've, podcast. Yeah. Well, if I could, I mean, I, w- I would add to that the schedule. So delegate, automate, innovate doesn't rhyme with everything here. But yeah. the scheduling part, what I found is, as I've my business has gotten bigger and more people, is the think time was important. Yep. But I also have to schedule things. Yep. Right. Because same thing, I could be driving down the road and checked out but you know like we want to be in the moment right you want to enjoy your kids enjoy the journey and it goes fast and all those things yep is i found is me having to schedule it if i can't delegate it i can't delete it right i gotta schedule it yeah i gotta do that quickly right yeah and that's something that i'm bad at and getting way better at uh during the beginning of this thing like my i've never had a schedule and uh my life has just been chaotic. Like I, I'm the guy that showed up to work late every day. <laughs> so like I was an awesome employee because I did great work and I really like blew managers away with how, what I could do like technically, yeah. but I was the guy that they always brought up because he's late every day. Come on, so, dude, like, just show up. I remember I got, I got put on a performance improvement plan. It's <laughs> so, like, I was a contractor before I was actually hired at express scripts and there's some issues with being a contractor where like management doesn't actually know how you're doing back at the home office. Right. Like you got your manager above you that says he's late every day. Yeah. That's all it gets back. But you know, when they actually end up hiring me as an employee, like that kind of shows that yeah. I'm, I'm doing pretty well, pretty good. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Like, you know, I was put on a performance improvement plan, but and here I am now like running a business right, yeah, on my own. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to hold employees to a schedule when I myself was a turd being an employee right. back then. Right? right. So it's super awkward. Yeah. And like, I, that's one thing with me is I, I actually don't want to be the boss. I don't want to be managing the people. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I just want to, you know, I want to be pulling the strings and executing the business and yeah. let other people handle that. I like it. Um, but yeah, like an, another funny little side note is like, I, I need, I needed a schedule and I was trying to schedule my life and like, build a day for myself that was structured. Right. Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote out a list like of times that I wanted to do things in the day. Right. And at the top is like Robert's Robert's schedule to not be a piece of shit. It's literally (laughs) what it said at the top. And like, it was like 7am wake up, you know, be out of the shower by seven 30 done. Right. No, no taking hour long bathroom breaks where I'm thinking on the toilet. Cause that's where I do all my thinking is on the freaking toilet. Uh, I think a lot of men do, but, uh, and just like lunch at 12, like be home at 5.30 and then yeah. dinner at six. And like that sure. never, never, it, like it never happened. But I did that like two years ago and I pulled it up again. And that, like I looked at my day now and sub, so like subconsciously it's kind of fallen into that. Yep. And I was like, holy shit. Like I'm waking up it's at the seven. the power of writing it down. Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't really think about that till now, yeah. but 
like you know, I have to drop my daughter for a school, daughter off at school at eight thirty every day. So I'm at least that's something that I have to do. So that figured out my first little section in the morning. Yep. I get to my office at nine, and then you know the other stuff in there is kind of not really scheduled, but it is getting to a point where it is kind of stuff's kind of falling yeah. in place. So it's it's super interesting that my life is kind of just like figuring itself out with this thing, and especially as I start delegating more. Right. It's like at the start of the year, hiring Tyler as our CFO and then Danny as our CEO, like Danny's operating, managing all of our people, all of our operations. Tyler's managing all of our finances and executing on that stuff. But that's, I was doing both those things before they started. Right. So getting that stuff on my plate too, has also helped with the scheduling stuff. So delegate, automate, innovate. Jeff, is this the time where I do my Jeff, our producer over here? Is this a time I, I plug my. My my uh, my own journal, which you got a copy yeah, of right heck here. Yeah. This is gonna this is help cool. you, man. This, this is, is your daily cool. planner, your weekly planner, your Sunday scorecard. I mean, it's got all sorts of stuff in here, man. So we'll talk offline about that. How this was a game changer. This is twenty heck years yeah. of work for me uh, in one spot now, so I can go as a busy professional and, and dive into it. So um, let's talk about our potential, man. We I think you know as people listen to podcasts. Hopefully, this podcast there, there's a lot of potential out there. Yep. and we're, we're maximizing it, but how do we maximize it more and yeah. get it to the next level that we want to be the number one hat guy or the number right. one financial guy you know, in the world? Right. Yeah, the more, the more I do this and kind of going back to like if I started another business, I've, I'm pretty confident that I could just make it work yep. you know, because of after what we've done here. <clears throat> like I feel like you, you, get to this, you get to this next level of like thought process where you start looking at the things around you for what they are. Like that barrel over there was built in a factory somewhere that probably employed a hundred people. That's probably a hundred million dollar business that just made wood barrels. Yeah. And it's crazy. The stuff that everything around you is made somewhere by a company that makes a ton of money to do that. Yeah. And there's so much stuff in the world that you just need one little sliver of that. And to do it, you just have to do a little bit better than the other guys are out there. Right. Mm. And it's, to me, it's just, it's almost debilitating because now I have so many other ideas that I want to execute on that I can't because right. I'm pigeonholed into my business now. Yeah. And I know if I leave it, it it's not continue to flourish and grow like it is. And I want it to, but I have so many other things that I want to do that I just right now I can't, but I know if I, if I stick to it for five, 10 more years, I'm going to have like this, not, not, not only just free time, but the capital to be able to build a team myself yeah. to execute on my visions and plans. But you, you just really start to see the world for what it is uh, as far as businesses and products and yep. how that works and realize that if you just put the time and energy and effort into it, it's, it's going to work yep. and anyone can literally do it. Anyone. Yeah. So the circuits of success are your attitude, your belief system, um, the, the actions that you take ultimately get the results that you want, right? Yep. That's the circuits of success, hence the podcast name. And so, but your belief right there shines bright. Yep. And so I think for people listening, it's belief in ourself. It's belief Absolutely. in a process. It's belief in showing up to work. It's belief in the goal. It's belief, what, whatever the things are, right? That's right. gotta be, and what I'm hearing from you uh, is your, to your core, you believe yeah. in your work ethic yep. and in what you're gonna do and what you're gonna go build. Drew? Oh I'm, yeah, and betting on myself. Yeah, I know if I bet on myself, I'm gonna one. I'm gonna be the person that's gonna have the my best interest interest in mind. Yep. I'm gonna be the one that has to do the work. So I'm just gonna continually bet on myself and push myself to get where I want or need to be. Yep. What what advice would you have for the 2016 
guy, right? So yeah. Robert's two years away from even starting this biz. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for that guy? Oh, boy. Wow. God, I haven't even thought about that. <laughs> advice. Oh, boy. Get help sooner. Like, if I would have got out of my garage a little quicker and had more help at the beginning there, it would have just scaled faster. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Uh, I, I really wouldn't change anything because it, it the deal. worked out like uh, all of the all the turmoil or stress or problems or like what's really funny is through growing this thing I've had moments where I felt like I had to reach out to the person that's done it to get advice and every single time I've done that they've never responded hmm. when you think about like sending an Instagram DM to like right. Andy Frisella right. or like the guys that you listen to on the podcast yeah. it's like if I could get them to just talk to me for an hour they have all the answers right. But every time that connection's ever made or I never get the advice, you figure it out on your own. And when you figure it out on your own, you really know it, you know? It, you see me scrolling here because I just yeah. wrote down on my weekly scorecard for this week. So I always, I always write down every week my biggest awareness. Yeah. Okay, so what my biggest awareness was. And what I wrote down was I was with somebody yesterday and it's, you know, sometimes you think people could be different if they're in your same position. Yeah. Like what you just said, you got to reach out to them. Right. They've got the magic answer. Boom. Right. The world is figured out. I wrote down my biggest awareness was we're all the same people. We're all the same people. Yep. We're doing great work. Yep. Keep freaking going. Right. And I think, and what's funny is not now I have a YouTube channel, 1500 subscribers. I'm killing it. <laughs> uh, but I have people reaching out to me in the same way that I was yeah. reaching out to those people yeah. for the advice. Yep. And it's like, my advice is, is you have to put in the work. Right. And that's like, we can go on the whole tangent of what I feel about all the fake people on social media. And <laughs> like, so my YouTube channel is, I want to be showing the true, I want to be the true side of the entrepreneurial journey and show it unfiltered, yep. never sell a scammy course on how to get rich quick or yeah. successful yep. because the people that are going to respond to give these people advice it's going to be for their monetary benefit That's right. like almost a hundred percent of the time. Yep. And if it, if, if that person isn't doing that, they're freely giving the advice through content, like a podcast or YouTube channel, you know? That's right. So, um, I, 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 gosh, I, I love just watching the, the, the fake gurus out there, you know, sell their courses and stuff <laughs> where, Selling courses on something they've ever, never even done themselves, yeah. right? They're I making the money that too on about the, people that you know, I follow that you, like they've never built anything. They've never right. built a business, and it's like, man, yep. that, I don't know. I could have a whole other show about that too. Right. It drives me nuts. So we um, should do one. Let's do it. We'll do it together. <laughs> we'll just talk about like real raw stuff. Let's you know? Pull up, pull up their Instagrams. And well, I got this little ladder over here. You can't yeah. see it, but it, you know, it talks about you know your your perseverance your yeah. courage your your belief your attitude right. you know all those things and then ultimately you get the freedom and i think what i always say is you, you you tip the ladder upside down that's the way people want to climb the ladder yes they want the freedom right right they yep. don't see the stuff at three o'clock in the morning when you don't oh, even know yeah. your name you don't you're, you can't even sleep because you're so sleep deprived you got a right. baby bottle you got a diaper over here oh and by the way i gotta be at work Five yep. minutes late tomorrow, right? Yep. They don't see that side. They see the guy that's doing a million a month. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's where you just there. There is no quick path to get there. Yeah. It it's always going to be the work. Yeah. And even if I did start something new, I would 
be in, I would start from the dirt up. Like I would have, I'd have a leg up because of what I've built now and knowing some of the pitfalls I went through. So it will be easier the next time, but you're still going to fail. You're still going to trip on yourself and it's just, just put in the work. So how many of the fears you've put in your mind have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? (laughs) Oh goodness. Uh, I, you know, we've got over 40 employees now. So that weighs heavily on me. Mm-hmm. And it's like any downturn in sales, even at just the day level. Like if it's a bad day in sales, yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Like there you go. my mom works for me. Like there's my sister works for me now too. Jeez, what am I doing to myself? My sister in law <laughs> works for me. Yeah. Like it, it, it's family. It's yeah. family at this point yeah. too, you know? Like yeah. if this goes belly up, my family's out of work. But then I think about it like you know, those people can go get jobs somewhere else too. And not, not that I ever want that to happen, but I think the point I of that question to, is look where you went though, right? If we ever go belly up, we go to this extreme. Of yeah. These fears. That's, that's where it always mind, goes. Right? right. False evidence is appearing real. We put them in our mind. They don't blow up to the magnitude. We put them in mind of me. Yeah. Maybe you have a down year. Maybe you have a bad month, a bad yeah. quarter. I don't know. Right. But in reality is you're going to pivot. You're a good enough business leader and a good yep. business owner. And you got the grind that's, and the hustle. You'll pivot. And honestly, the hard times are the good times because yes. that's when the business owner or the executor really straps in yes. and fixes shit and yep. makes it better. So right. in this current downturn and ads not doing well, I'm going through the customer's experience and making it so much better than it ever was because it's the uncomfortable pressure of like, I've got to make this better because we need more sales. And it's it's the problem right now that needs fixed, right? Yep. So I hunker down and I... I I've rolled out a lot of really good shit that's having a great, uh, great return in the business, but it's the pressure of like, and the, and when things are great, you know, we're doing $750,000 yeah. a month. I'm just like kind of coasting, you know, this is great. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then the, that 750 dips down to 500 and we've staffed up to handle what 750 takes to get done. Then you're kind of like, Oh shit, we yeah. got to get these sales Let's back go. in. I, I got like, what's going on. Right. You know, wait a few weeks to make sure it's not just a blip. And if it's not just a blip, all right, we've got to hunker down and yeah. figure something out. Yeah. And it's, uh, I've really realized that it's like, it's in the times of the discomfort where you really prevail and make things better. Yeah. So yeah. you, if things are perfect, you're never going to, we're gonna learn improve or do yeah. anything you're just be complacent what's uh what's chat gpt ai all those things? <laughs> oh god what, don't get me started gonna, how they can impact our world oh god uh word solid essay, essay dissertations on every linkedin post underneath the comments of people yeah. trying to look cool yeah uh not j- even just linkedin posts jesus uh the entire internet's gonna become word salad word soup all over the place yeah. of people creating clickbait blog articles. I mean, blogs are already flooded the internet for SEO purposes to just get freaking clicks and ad revenue. Um, It's just going to create this generic, just blah of an internet space. And I, I really dislike it. Um, The art side of things really cool. So like for me as an artist, I can just type in to get a inspiration or an idea to create something. And I think that's really, really cool. It's like I could get inspiration, take something that it shows me and then recreate it to actually make it look how I want. Yeah. I would never expect something spat out from AI to be like the final art piece, but using it for inspiration, I think is super powerful. Um, But as far as the, like I, so I actually, I hired my first programmer uh, uh, 
shoot, maybe almost a year ago now. Um, and he's he's completely green, right out of school, went to Rankin too. Yep. Um, and he used ChatGTP a lot. And every time, every time I see him pulling it up when we're talking, like sitting down yeah. doing something, and I'm like, here you go again, using ChatGTP to teach you what you're doing. <laughs> um, and I've tried it a couple times, and I was surprised at how good it was at yeah. writing a solution. But three out of the five times I tried to use it, it didn't work. Okay. It wasn't right. Yeah. And it's AI. The biggest problem with AI is it's not actually artificial intelligence. It's pulling data from human inputted like databases. Yeah. This is our words, our code, our everything that we've just put in these data sets that the AI is pulling from. It's not thinking of anything on its own. No, it's not artificially creating anything. It's just pulling. So in the form of like content of text and everything, it's literally just taking a bunch of different sentences and words that other people have written on the internet and putting them into an article. And when you think about trying to get like factual information from AI, where is that AI pulling the information from? How up to date is that information? You don't know. So it's he's like two or three years behind, right? Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it worries me for critical thinking for our kids. Oh, for sure. You know, oh, so you just dude. go there and, uh, and type something. I wish. And I wish thing. I had it right? in school. Yeah, right. I would never yeah. do. I mean, I didn't do any, any homework anyways in school, <laughs> but I would do it because I could just yeah. make chat TV yeah. do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Uh, geez. Scary man. Math it's problems scary. literally show you what to write to get the equation yeah. done. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Last question here for you. Future greater than your past. That's the logo here. That's, uh, you know, hats you guys have made. That's the, yep. uh, the mission of our firm is to help people achieve a future greater than your past. So when you hear yep. that, what does that mean to you? Growth. Just personal growth. Yeah. Like learning and constantly improving your relationships. Like uh, for me, I need to improve my health. I'm not a healthy person. I eat terribly i don't drink water i drink diet soda every day like i need to get in a gym (laughs) you know like for me that's one part of my growth that i want to see better in myself uh and also the schedule stuff like i want to get better with that i do want to be able to detach and spend time with my kids like you said earlier uh because you know we just had our second and she's two months now uh so four and a half year old and a, a three month old almost but being able to really spend time with my family you know and that becoming a dad and a good father. Like that's another part of my growth yeah. too. Um, and I, I hope everyone has the ability to be a, a dad and a father too. Cause it's super Incredible. cool. It's nuts. Um, yeah, that's, it's just personally bettering yourself. Like that's where I want to go. And if, if that happens to be in a business space too, that's great. You know, it just improves my life and the life of those around me, you know, I love it. I love it. Well, I think they can exist. I mean, that's what I've tried to make a career out of, right? The yep. personal, professional, your financial, your spiritual, your emotional, your intellectual, all those areas, yep. physically, they can all uh, be together. Right. That's what we're trying to help people do. So Absolutely. where do our listeners find more of you and yep. uh, your company and, and an yeah. easy process so I can go in and buy you know, hats? Get so some hats, yeah. Uh, hatlaunch.com, that's where you can order hats. Uh, we also have shirtlaunch.com, so you can get shirts just as easy. The website is about eight months out of date from the hat launch one. So okay. I do all of my innovations and stuff there. Yeah. And then I take all that code and paste it into the shirt launch side. <laughs> so the process is good, but not as good as hat launch, yeah. but uh, it will be soon. Um, but on, uh, I'm the launch dude. So launch dude, basically on all social media platforms, but 
YouTube, the launch dude. Launch dude was taken by a guy that has like one video from 20 years ago on oh, there. I love that. Dang it. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really hitting the YouTube stuff hard and I'm putting a lot of work in these videos. Like they're 20 minute long videos yeah. that are hopefully Netflix quality is what you guys see out of it. The old, the older stuff. No, like that was me doing it myself. But now like I got a producer who actually lives with me in my house for weeks oh, wow. at a time, follows me around. And that is freaking exhausting. Let me tell you. Like, I don't know how celebrities do it, having to do following them around with the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, being on camera all day by itself is exhausting. And then doing it while trying to run a business is like, holy crap, this is hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, please check me out on YouTube. Uh, like and subscribe. Awesome, man. Well, we will send people your way. We'll put it in the show notes. It's been awesome having yeah. you, Robert. Appreciate Thank you. you being here, man. That's yeah, great. That's my Granite City all. Great school education there. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's great.